Hi, we're the the cow cells. And I'm Paul. I'm Susan. And I'm Bob. And we are, excitingly enough, the next guests on On Screen and Beyond. Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. How you doing? It's time for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 665 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have the Cowsills joining us. Susan, Bob, and Paul are all going to be here. They, of course, had the hit Hair back in the day, and... They had also the rain, the park, and other things. They were the inspiration for the Partridge family. They sang the theme song from Love American Style. And they have a new EP out, and it's called A Christmas Offering from the Cowsills. Some great songs on there. Three songs in total. And uh, it's something that, uh, you know, it's going to be something, one of those songs, or, or three songs, actually, that you'll just keep playing forever. You know, it's, it's just great thing. So uh, be sure to check that out. We'll have more information on that when we talk with Susan, Bob, and Paul, the Cowsills, right here on On Screen and Beyond. And hope you're all having a great time because uh, we're getting closer to Christmas. And depending on where you are, we had a lot of strange weather all over the, the United States here. Uh, it's getting cold and it's warm and everything else, but uh, you know it's a, it's that time of year, I guess, and it's just going to keep coming our way. If you are getting ready for Christmas and you would like to get yourself something nice or give it to a friend or somebody who listens to On Screen and Beyond, I'm holding it right in my one thing right in my hand here. It's the On Screen and Beyond podcast, where the stars talk mug, and also we have hats, we have. Uh, uh, T-shirts and shirts and uh, sweatshirts and hoodies and the whole works, you can go to onscreenandbeyond.com, go to the button right at the top, it's right up at the top there, and it says uh, On Screen and Beyond Merchandise, click that, it'll take you to a page, and then you'll have choices of uh, different logos, of course, the new logo with no background, also we have the new logo with the blue burst background, and we have the classic On Screen and Beyond podcast. Podcast logo, and it's right there. You can pick which one of those you want, and then go through all the merchandise. Basically, it's the same merchandise for each one. So if you uh, you know uh, go to one, you'll see what's available as far as merchandise. But uh, you can just decide which logo that you want on it by clicking on those different logos. So be sure to check that out. Make some nice gifts, and uh, you know, like I say, I got the mug right in front of me. My hats. Behind me here, and shirts and everything else. It's it's, it's a lot of neat stuff, and uh, they're not very expensive. So you can uh, you know get some and uh, not break the bank on yourself on that. So uh, make great stocking stuffers, and uh, or just a nice present, you know. Uh, so uh, be sure to check that out at onscreenandbeyond.com. Well, we have some very interesting stuff coming our way as far as uh, remakes and sequels and upcoming movies and all that sort of stuff. Uh, things are starting to roll, you know, it's just keep, they, they keep coming out with more and more information, got some great stuff coming up, so uh, 
keep listening. Uh, it's coming up in just a second, and uh, so are the Councils, Susan, Bob, and Paul, right here on On Screen and Beyond. But right now, it's time for remakes, sequels, and prequels on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Up and try again. Remake sequels and prequels. Well, the director of Doom, Denis Villeneuve, says that the screenplay for the third installment of Doom is almost complete. Now, Doom Part 2 comes our way March 1st, 2024. And director David Ayer says the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad, the 2016 film, has, uh, you know, He's hoping that it's going to be coming our way because uh, even though the higher powers are trying to prevent it from being released or coming out, whatever, uh, he says that when it does come out, because he's very confident that it will, that something is going to be revealed when it does. Well, see what happens with that. And James Gunn says Superman Legacy will be making the original planned release date of July 11th, 2025. Now, you know, with all the uh, strikes and everything that were going on, uh, they might have thought that it might be delayed, but they're still, he says that's going to happen at July 11th, 2025. So uh, get ready for Superman Legacy on that date. And that's it for remake sequels and prequels coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Michael Amparoli in Richard Gere will star in O Canada, and it's about a famed documentary filmmaker who is stricken with cancer at the age of 80. And Dylan Baker, who was a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, will star in an indie dramedy called On a String. Keep your eye out for that one. And J.K. Simmons says uh, that he has joined the cast of Clint Eastwood's upcoming film, Juror number two. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies and TV on DVD and streaming? Hello, this is Carl Reiner on On Screen and Beyond. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming, well, it looks like Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, that's going to be hitting 4K Blu-ray and DVD on December 12th. Also on December 12th, look for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, as it slides onto Blu-ray, 4K, and DVD. Dumb Money! With Paul Dano and Seth Rogen comes to DVD and Blu-ray on December 12th, once again. And also on December 12th, The Mandalorian, the second season, arrives on Blu-ray and DVD. And The Exorcist Believer twists its way onto DVD on December 19th. And Barbie comes to Max Streaming on December 15th. That's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Coming up next at On Screen and Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, well, Station 19 will come to an end after this upcoming Season 7 on ABC. Lucky Hank with Bob Odenkirk has been canceled after just one season on AMC. And sadly, TV producer, legend, and creator Norman Lear has passed. And also Ryan O'Neill 
has passed this past week. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're sitting down with the famed group, the Cowsills. Now, that's Susan, Bob, and Paul are going to be joining us. And uh, they had the hits like Hair. I mean, that was, that was a humongous hit. And uh, The Rain, The Park, and other things. Uh, that's That was the name of the song. <laughs> and Indian Lake and all sorts of stuff. They were the inspiration for the Partridge family, and they're going to talk about that. We're going to we're going to ask them about that and find out what the you know that whole story was. So uh, hopefully we'll uh, get a lot of information here. So get ready. It's time for the Calsills right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have an early Christmas present for you. Our guests have had hit records with The Rain, The Park, and other things, Indian Lake, and Hair, among others. They have appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, American Bandstand, and more. They sang the theme song of Love American Style and were the inspiration for the TV show The Partridge Family. They have a new EP out right now called... A Christmas offering from the Cowsills. It's Susan, Bob, and Paul Cowsill. Welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hello. We are hey, Brian. Hello, everybody in uh, On Screen and Beyond land. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a pleasure to have the, the three of you on. Uh, it's, I've always loved your music. And uh, it's, it's just, a, just a thrill to have you here. And, and your new well, EP is top-notch. It is, it is beautiful. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. We're excited to be uh, anywhere, actually. Ark, ark, ark. That's a ah. <laughs> joke from Mark Ballman. <laughs> it's but it's true. And and with an EP, you know, this is us being contemporary, okay? It's a digital, you know, downloadable EP uh, item. It's, it's not an album or a CD. So we're selling music itself. In the air. <laughs> in, through the air to your home and your devices. Uh, we're pretty excited about it, and uh, it's pretty cool. And it comes after our release of Rhythm of the World that we put out this yes. year also. Yeah. So we've got a lot going on. Yeah. Well, it, so it's absolutely no no hard hard copies or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, if no. you go to, go to Omnivore Recordings or Calsils.com or, or the Facebook Calsils, and you get a link and or anywhere you download your music, you know, these days – Kids want to download the music itself at times. They're not interested in your art interpretations or any of it. Uh, but but the, and and honestly, this is a, it's a good thing because you know we've been all year working on Rhythm of the World, which is on vinyl yes. and which is on CD. Uh, and this is our holiday kind of sidebar going on now with uh, Christmas time and some good years. And our acapella Winter Wonderland, we we did an acapella recording a whole album that will come out eventually soon. And this is a little taste of what that like with when we do acapella work yeah I, when i heard it it was like it's so beautiful i mean you, you, just the, the 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 way you did it and everything and um you know of course you've you've always been harmonizing you know ever since you were little kids <laughs> yeah yep. and it, we got here yeah and it was a it's just a great uh song uh, the the other two songs um the uh i don't have it right in front of me but Christmas should. Time some good years. Years. The, Got it. The, the song for Marissa? Christmas time and some Christmas. good years. Yeah. Yep. We have a Christmas carol and a New Year's song. 
Yeah. We'll now, those you you wrote those. Uh, Christmas time was a, a melody for uh, many many years. We tried to put lyrics to it. It was unsuccessfully. We couldn't do it. So we, I figured, okay, I wrote an instrumental. You know, wipeouts an <laughs> instrumental. Instrumentals exist. And so, uh, and then our our daughter was born. Uh, our last daughter, very sick, and and I see you the whole thing, and, and I thought, okay, I'll give her the melody. We'll call it "Song for Marissa," and it sat like that for years, still a melody, until one day Aww. in a heat wave in August, it was a, a, a light bulb moment that because the melody was a Christmas melody, and once I figured that out, my wife Mary Jo and I put the lyrics to it in two weeks, and uh, it did in two weeks what no one could do for like I don't know. 15 years. Oh, 10 years, 15. Uh, Some Good Years is our New Year's song after the uh, December 27th. Take That one will take over. And uh, both of these songs have been in our history a while. But when Omnivore heard them for the first time, they said, you know, this is a Christmas carol. This is a New Year's. Let's put this out. This deserves a broader release. And uh, that's what they got behind. And, and that's why some people go, hey, I've heard Some Good Years. But, but Omnivore said, yeah, well, more should. And we love that. <laughs> From our record company, we love that. Yeah, yes, it's, it's definitely it's a it's a great song, and I, I figured there had to be some kind of story behind it because uh, you know, a you subtitle. Right, yeah, I, you know, I don't want to get rid of subtitle. It was that for so long, you know. Then it drops into subtitle parenthetic position. You know, what do you got, Polly? I was just going to say, I told that exact story 10 times yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing a lot of radio, Brian. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you, are. you know, I wanted to mention that they uh, are. The, uh, quite a few years ago, I was at uh, one of these autograph signing shows. Uh, I think it was, hmm. might've been Chiller. Chiller. Uh, yeah. And you guys were there. And yeah. Tony Orlando was there. Oh yeah! And the lead singer of Steam, na 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 na. Hey, on hey, fire in that and, room. And and I was so amazed. You guys were doing a concert. I mean, nobody yeah. does that. And I know. It, I I mean, from what I could tell, you guys were the instigators of that. And, and Tony jumped in, and and everything. But, but no, no. Tony. Only because we started it, did Tony jump in? Go, Paul, Bob. Paul. Well, I, I was just going to say, and not to be weird, but Chiller's all about going there and selling this and selling that, you know, and we were, it was crazy for us. But so, but we kept seeing people pass our door. And so we started singing to get them in the room. That's what I figured. You know, and then I would, I'd go, good morning, good morning. It Gee, it's great because like we're starting charm. at nine. Yeah. yeah. And then. We were the door to go through. <laughs> now, the thing that, that triggers the harmonizing, and Tony joining, and Paul's yeah, got his good morning thing going, is we see the smithereens over there, okay? Now, the <laughs> smithereens, and we, we were on their record, and we sang a we're song now and then with them. And so every time we'd, we'd see Jim or somebody from the smithereens, We'd start singing now and then in harmony. Yeah. It just became a party in the room. It was great. Uh, the guy from the Ramones was there, the drummer. Yeah. And just, yeah. We that and, was uh, our first time at one of those autograph signing things. We didn't know what to do. And I mean, we're just sitting there to, to sit and sign a piece of paper with your face on it and get money for it was weird for us to begin with. So yeah, we're yeah. like, we gotta start singing. We gotta entertain these people for their dime. Oh, and yeah. so our neighbors, Tony Tony Orlando. Yeah, Tony Orlando's the table next to us. He's our neighbor. 
And we got into the neighborhood, man. It was fun. Oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding us, Brian. We had a blast. <laughs> like you say, that was quite a few years ago uh, before pre-COVID yeah, and everything. And, and uh, But I, it always stuck in my mind. I mean, because it was, it was so much fun. You, you just... I mean, the crowds just kept coming and coming. It's like, hey, we got a free concert here. <laughs> we were That's the idea. When we were kids, Brian. We knew what worked. <laughs> Set it up. Stand up there and sing. Yeah, it, it was just we're so party much fun. people. Yeah, we're party people. We're Irish, for gosh sakes. <laughs> yeah that that was that was really something. I mean, and it, you know, to and that see was all ten of years ago. It were was you surprised? Were you surprised to see us there? Because, you know, I mean, things have changed a lot for us over the last 10 years. We've, for whatever reason, here we are. Um, were you surprised to see us in that room? Well, I, of course, I, I look ahead to see who's going to be at these things. So if uh -huh. I go in, I, you know, I try to get people to, to come sure. on the show. I've been doing this for 17 years. So, you know, that was the, a way to get people in, you know, to go visit sure. them and see. Uh, awesome. But, and then I saw you another time, uh, probably a few years before, maybe before or sooner, uh, at the Turtles uh, touring. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that was after, Fantastic. Yeah. You guys, I, I, it's just, I mean, you sound so much like you did back, you know, in the day. You know, nothing has changed. You, you're you're all lucky, fantastic. Brian, just lucky. Just lucky. <laughs> just lucky. The, 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 the genes have been good to us. <laughs> yes, yes. They have. And, and I always like to make a note of this is that, People don't know why they're going, wow, look at the energy. That's really great. Wow, it seems just like the old days. It's because we've never changed the key to those songs. Mm -hmm. Huh. They found the same. And so the, the energy, <laughs> yeah, the energy stays in it. As soon as you start dropping that key, you're going to lose a bit more energy. And depending on how far you got to go down, you could lose it all. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, a lot of uh, singers, uh, they their voice changes over time and they can't can't hit those well, notes anymore <laughs> also and that's true and that's going to hit everyone eventually depending on how long you can make it but honestly we didn't stop I, yeah there were years like where are the councils so, well i was at a pub for 30 years singing every night susan's singing in Orleans. paul's iron man so it doesn't matter with him but so our voices um we worked them out like muscles our whole career, even though the audiences weren't always big. But now that they are bigger, it's great we did that work, uh, not intentionally, but we did benefit from being young and kind of in this, in relatively speaking, we still are. <laughs> I, I kind of feel also that um, due to the fact that we were young back then, and when you hear us now, I mean, same energy, same vibe, but we actually are grown-ups who are singing, and that's a different sound. It's, you know, little kids. I mean, if you listen right. to the, the harmonies, it sounds like children singing. And when we're singing now, it's clear that we're not children. But, it, it uh -huh. you know, so I just think we sound better, frankly. I think we're better singers because we've been doing it for I'm 16 sure, yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, good point, Susan. Same harmony stack, but yeah, mature. Yeah, mature, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's a, now... Some of the songs that you had, um, you know, one of my favorites was Hair. Uh, you, you guys just did that. But now, you know, back then when it was out, you know, it was just a great song. You know, we loved it. But then I listen to it now and it's like, this song is very, I, I, I'm not musician-wise, so, you know, I, I may be using the wrong words, but so intricate, too, so Tricky. The, the voices change and, and the, the speed changes and everything. Was that a difficult song to first record? And then was is it now a tough song to sing live? 
That's a really interesting question. And though I know we don't feel that way, when I have presented this to friends of mine, or I'm maybe going to try hair with another group and they go, this is not just, you know, verse, bridge, verse, you know, easy. So I guess so. I guess it is a little complicated, unbeknownst to us, maybe. <laughs> well, we were clueless when we recorded hair. It was just a quick assignment for a TV special. So in two days, no one cared about us. No one followed us. No one went to the studio where we were recording it. We were just getting it done to lip sync later in after the summer tour. And so the attitude was, oh, do this for this TV special. Okay, give it to us. But this proved that left to our devices, uh, that we just went in there all on our own and made that record, arranged it, and did it in two days. So um, at the time, you just go, man, glad we got that done. You're not going, wow, we were amazing for two days. Look what we did. Right. Oh, God, yeah. oh, <laughs> People are going to just die. Anyway, so you're not working like that. But it was a two days of brilliance that the band had. Wow. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah. Now, is it true that... Wait, Polly. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to mention also that it was a TV show. So, you know, if you listen to the song, everybody has a part of that song. And they were kind of all like TV camera angles, you know, so they could go from person to person and they had something going on in the song. So, yeah, it was interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't just a recording of a rock song like usual. So we did go in with that idea that Paul, he broke up a little, but he was saying that we, we did go in knowing, look, one of us, all of us have to sing something in this song. Yeah, and they didn't yeah, even let me come TV. to the main recording. Yeah, for the TV <laughs> angle. And and by the time, so Bill took the first, and I took, Paul took the second, I took the B section, or it was reversed. And, and then we're... That was left, a, you were B. I, I don't know if at the end we forgot Susan, forgot about her. I don't know what oh, we did. On. I remember. I'm sorry for life. We had to grab her and give her aunt spaghetti. Uh, she needed a camera <laughs> moment. It's clearly she couldn't sing the verses, you know. So that that, that worked out pretty cool. Huh? Yeah. Susan, yeah. you're you're nine years old. You're not going to sing the verse to give me a head with hair. Did you <laughs> see that? Whatever. We could have been Too progressive. <laughs> Would have changed the key. <laughs> anyway, so that, that was a, yeah. that would have been what, hilarious. What was, a, what was a fun assignment? Not taken seriously became our biggest hit. And that's the lesson of you never know. You know yeah. That's crying. Is it true Carl Reiner was the one who uh, got you involved with that? Yeah. Yep. Carl Reiner. Um, and for everybody out there, that would be Rob Reiner's dad. <laughs> um, he, uh, he was putting a TV show together and it was called The Wonderful World of Pizzazz. And it was done by Harper's Bazaar magazine back then. And it was going to be a special on all the fashions and the hair and this and that. And I think Carl looked at us as like squeaky clean and we were a family and we had really short hair and looked kind of militarist. and he wanted us. And so he sent the long hair and said, Hey kids, would you learn this? And, uh, and then you'll do it on the TV show. And, and, and that's how it happened. When Carl reached out there. and said, Hey, can you guys do this? Yeah. Mm. And then when we got there, they had all these costumes for us. They had these wigs. I didn't, I certainly had no wigs, idea what was happening yeah. our way, which turned that day into um, an incredible day for little kids. We're costuming now. We all have long hair. We've got hippie clothes on, and they're having us do all these crazy yeah. things. One of my funnest days ever, frankly. Hmm. Yeah. Kyle actually was a guest here on my show several years ago, you know, many years Whoa. ago. 
but uh, it was interesting. Well, last time we, the last time we saw him, we walked in. Uh, it was yeah. years ago, but he was real old uh, then even. Uh, and we walked in. He goes, oh, look at you. You're all grown up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll never I think I saw him one other time and told him who I was, yeah. like, aside from that, when I wasn't with everybody. So it's obvious. And he went. I'm sure you were very nice back then. He didn't remember. <laughs> he didn't know who I was. I'm like, Carl, it was like, I don't know. He was at a place I was. I'm like, did it yeah. councils, little, little hair, your TV show. Cause as he goes, yeah. So I'm sure you were very nice back then. <laughs> <laughs> it, was so, it was so cute. Anyway, what you got, Brian? As a family, was it always the intention that you would become a, you know, superstar singing group? <laughs> no. The intention. Yeah, I don't well, think we yeah. had intention. That would mean we had it. <laughs> well, because as kids, you have crazy intentions, <laughs> you know, and we're watching the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show and we're saying, well, let's, uh, well, why don't we try for that? You know, I mean, if that's what you it's, mean, it's yeah. flipping. Something. The attitude is, um, do you want to do this? I mean, even our dad, when he got involved, the parents the we did this ourselves, the kids, it's the parents that took notice eventually how good we were. So my dad sat down, you guys want to go for this? And we raised our, yes, well, let's go for this. Let's go for um, a record deal. The whole thing. I mean, look, our dad's talking to an eight year old, a 10 year old, a 15 year old. What do we got? Yeah, let's go for it, dad. You know, well, and, and, and but to- Hey, he hit the street. Yeah, he hit the street. Yeah, and to That's your the- point, Bob, he's a guy with a third grade education with these little kids. Ain't nobody in this house knows what they're doing. <laughs> so it sounds uh-huh. pretty crazy of a dream. Was- I mean, if you knew us back then to look around that table and go, these people are going to try and do what? I found very, uh, yeah. even as a little kid, uh-huh. I'm not kidding, guys. I remember thinking, well, <laughs> I think we're a little wonky. But look what happened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We were rough around the edges, I'll tell you. <laughs> you were rough around the edges. <laughs> now, being on stage with your brothers oh. and sisters, you know, you get, you know, like I've got brothers and sisters. You know, sometimes you get, uh, you know, your brothers and sisters. <laughs> Did you get on your nerves at all? I'm sure I got on everybody's nerves in general, <laughs> but I have to say that. I think I can speak for the boys to say that we were each other's friends. We were each other's parents. We were each other's everything. So, yeah, of course, there was some stuff, but go, Polly. Well, and, and for us, it was all about fun. You know, what we and what our parents never stifled was how much fun we would always want to have, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah, I think that, that. <laughs> we might not have thought about, you know, being the big dog or anything, but we sure were having fun at it and we didn't want it to stop. <laughs> I mean, it was a hoot. Yeah. 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 Because you have to understand because yeah. we're children. I mean, we're, we're, we're playing, we're playing um, school play every day, you know? So, I mean, we're yeah. having a yeah, time. Yeah, and, yeah. and I don't think we were so hung up on music. I mean, maybe the older boys were, but they were so young that they weren't yet. So it was still just fun yeah. for them too. It was like being yeah. given toys and a place to go play with them. Yeah. Really. And I, obviously we lost Bob, but he will be back. <laughs> yeah. This happens to us all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so but it was really, uh, uh, Brian, it was really all about the fun of the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, that's what time. that's what kept everybody engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the impression I get with with you. With you know, seeing you at the at the, the chiller and and seeing you on stage with the turtles and and talking to you now, it, it you seem to be just wanting to have fun. You know, you make money, great, but you know, you just you know, if it's no fun, if it's you're not having fun, you can't, don't care about doing it. It's been right. our, our and we did many time. many. Yeah, and we did many years where we would be going out and we would be paying to play basically because of airline and rooms and not making the money, you know, but it it never detoured us. It's a funny thing. Most people would go, man, we're losing our brains here. We're losing money. Let's just go on to something else. And we never did because it was so fun just to play, you know, and do the shows. I think it's also um, a way that we be family. So that's kind of not an option in a way because that's how we hang out and see each other. Not that we haven't pulled together Christmases. We do it. But that's a chore. And just showing up and playing together, having this podcast has created a weekly hangout. And we do live in places, uh, different places. So it's... I think our motivation is more, believe it or not, and it sounds hokey and I'm, we're not. So it's more family oriented. It's just how we became us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it seems that it's safe to say that uh, it's music is in your heart. That's big time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's a universal language. Yeah. And that yeah. was the crazy thing. Yeah. Where did it all come from? Yeah. You know, I mean, that was it was just dropped in. You know, our mom was an incredible singer, you know, and of course the story goes, you know, her and Bill would harmonize together and, you know, and then it, it developed into Bob and all this thing, but all during the fifties, the late fifties, let's say, and the early sixties, it was music. It was just uh, having fun. You know, we were yeah, on this Island, the Newport and, yeah. and we were a singing family and, and that was and the crux also, of it. Basically we also had music in our house 24 seven. Wouldn't you say my mother, absolutely, our mother, absolutely big on the hi-fi man. <laughs> she kept it coming. Yeah. So I feel like I but remember somebody else, some, a, a grown up had to somewhere along the line, a grown up had to say to maybe the other grown up, Hey, <laughs> Maybe we can make some money at this. I know our mom was on Johnny Carson or Mike Douglas, and she said to him, maybe Johnny, I don't know, but, oh, Johnny, we just thought we'd get in this business because we thought we could make some money. And, and when she said that, I mean, bankruptcy was happening behind her. I mean, the building was coming down, and uh, it was pretty funny to watch her. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mike your- Douglas. Yeah, Mike Thank yeah. you. I'll never <laughs> forget back, it. Bob. I think we all turned and looked at mom and the look on her face was like, well, we haven't made it yet, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Now, yeah. you were the inspiration for the Partridge family? I deny it. But why would they, if, I mean, you really? were talented I, singers, why wouldn't they just Take you guys and make the show with you why. in it. <laughs> I know why. Because we were we were gawky. We had grown. When they first saw us, it was on Ed Sullivan. I'm not even kidding. I heard that. It went that far back, and they were thinking about this could be a TV show. Took a few years to develop. By the time they got to us, and our, they came out and stayed with us at our house, the people who have Screen Gems, whoever they are. And we were grown out of the cuteness. We were grown out of everything that a TV show really needed to be. And we weren't actors and actresses. We were just little kids and musicians. Yeah. Huh. 
Susan and it was always it was always a vehicle for Shirley Jones. It was never going to be our mother ever. And so that was a big deal breaker there. Yeah. Now, Susan is being very kind. Uh, No, she's being very brutal, actually. Uh, She's telling you that her brothers were all advanced and we got acne and and they didn't want us. All right. We can't act. But Susan definitely was cute. Still still is. Always stayed cute. uh, Never went through funny phases of uncuteness. So she's she's we're told that they they might have wanted her. Uh, but dad was never going to let her go without any of us. That's not going to no. happen. And, and we are not just told, Brian, may I simply say that I saw it on a documentary of the Partridge family where the producers say the words, we wanted the little girl and one of the kids, but the father wouldn't play ball or something. Wait, was, it, was, was that on the internet you saw that? Um, excuse me trying to debunk my reality. Brian, your next question. <laughs> you can't believe everything on the internet. That's, that's true. <laughs> there were human beings talking. No, I, I saw that. I saw that. Okay, it was. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. Hi, Dawn Wells here. Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. I'm on On Screen and Beyond. Don't you wish you were listening? Me too. Rescue me. Now, getting back to the EP, uh, what was the incentive to do this? Because have you ever done a Christmas album, CD, EP, anything? No, never did a Christmas album. Haven't done it yet. Uh, Hey, I said yet. (laughs) That's good. Uh, It's good to think that way, really, because sometimes you don't think that way when you're our age. But anyway, (laughs) honestly, the, the trigger of this release is really Omnivore Recordings, and I'll tell you why. Because when they heard Christmas Time and Some Good Years, I mean, if you've never heard it, uh, and you're a record company, I think Brad at, at Omnivore in particular heard something special with Christmas time and realized that this is, he called it top shelf. And, and they wanted to put it out last year, uh, ahead, even ahead of it or with Rhythm of the World, which we, we didn't want that, but uh, they got very excited. So this is a record company understanding that, you know, the appeal of a Christmas carol is annual. It grows every year once it takes off. And this is kind of their their wider release of this song so everyone can get wind of this thing. And, and uh, it's all about radio play and downloads with Christmas music. It's all going to end December 26th, right? So we all know that it's a focused kind of a approach. But it'll but be back next year. Very excited. And then returns next year, every year. Oh, and with a Christmas will. album, maybe. Now we now do we go do a Christmas album. Yeah, yeah. It opens doors up. It's, yeah. it's amazing, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we're going to finish up here, but uh, I do encourage that people go get, uh, you know, uh, and get in my mind. It's, you know, go to the store, but you can't get it in the store. (laughs) You got to go download it. (laughs) I'm old, so I'm used to, I like, I like holding, you know, the CD in my hands or the discs or the vinyl. (laughs) I still read my cereal box. I still do it. If I was going to download Christmas time right now today, I'd download it. I'd make myself a CD for the car. But, yep. you know, that's me and how I roll. So everyone can do what they want. You know? yeah. yeah. Right. But I, I think, you know, in the coming years, uh, we're probably going to want to get some hard copy because, uh, Brian, to your point, and our demographic, our, our, our people, the people that come to our shows, you know, they, they don't, they want to come to the table and go, man, where's that Christmas song? And for us to look up and go, oh, it's a digital download only. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like talking 
gibberish to our people, you know? <laughs> and so maybe next year when we head back out on tour, we'll just make a little CD of it. Uh, yeah, Probably. no, a record or a CD. Or maybe we'll have a Christmas know, album with yeah. it on it by then. Yeah. You yeah. have to scream yeah. it. Sure, that's going to happen. Yeah. Scream it. Yeah. Well, do I need a boat? You know, what do I do? <laughs> so people, yeah. people should definitely check out a Christmas offering from the Cowsills and Rhythm of the World. So this is another yeah. album that they can, they can check out. I want to finish up with one final question. Uh, maybe I might sneak to in it, but uh, uh, since you're musically inclined, uh, why don't we just ask, what were your your influences for music? I'll go first. Well, Beatles! the, the <laughs> early, early days uh, of watching television as a very young boy, uh, it was the Lennon sisters sing along with Mitch the Osmonds on the Andy Williams show. These these people are getting our attention, but actively pursuing folk music, Everly Brothers, but of course, for me personally, at the age of 14 and 64, when the Beatles really splashed onto the scene, it was like, okay, butch wax, you're gone. Hair comes down. Got to buy this gear. We need box amps, Ludwig drums, and Gretsch guitars. We're going to learn all their songs. And actually, we did all of that wow. and got work. <laughs> that that band got bands like ours work because we had enough material to do three four sets a night in a club. All the people wanted was the Beatles songs, and we were still are good at doing Beatles songs. To this day, we can do them. And we lived off of them initially in high school. Because yeah. everyone, you know, when I Feel Fine is a hit in 65, we're at the club that we can play and I Feel Fine by the Beatles. You know, it was a different time, a very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. It well, was. Th- the final question is, what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? What's, what are you enjoying? Outlander for TV for me, and will forever till I go to my grave be Camelot. The movie Camelot. Ah, okay. Carry on. Paul. Polly. Um, uh, TV I love Brit Box. I love all these uh, English uh, detective stories, and uh, and no, I like reality TV. Time. I love Survivor. I love all those kind of shows. And um, as far as movies, you know, gosh, I mean, me and Susan, we must have seen that darn movie a million times. So uh, Camelot was uh, was great, you know, as far as a movie. But there's been a lot of great movies, but Camelot just always sings into my brain. Joe. I didn't know that. Yeah, mine's Camelot. And, oh, and I, mine's Camelot so much that if I see it and I want to watch it because it's coming up on TV, if it doesn't have a new intermission, I know they edited it. So you don't I, watch. I, love, I love Camelot and Paint Your Wagon, the one with Lee Marvin. Yeah, Paint, Lee Marvin. Marvin. Paint Your Wagon. And Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption is oh, a great Shawshank, movie. Unbelievable. And I stop, on my cousin, I stop on my cousin Vinny. I stop on only Godfather 1 and 2. I will stop. Um, now, TV shows today, I, I love American Greed and to, and the To Catch a Smuggler. I love that. Um, yeah. I don't really do the dancing, singing shows. I, they're a little over the top for me. Uh, but ba- basically the more serious side, I guess. And, and sports, you know. We football. are TV children, Crazy O'Brien. Yeah. So we're going to watch the screen, <laughs> yes. whatever's up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bob, yeah, yeah. Paul, Susan, I thank you so much for joining us. It's, a, it's an honor to have you on the show, and I thank you so much for sharing with us. Well, we have really enjoyed it, Brian. You're a sweetheart, and we thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, Brian. And thank you to the On Screen and Beyond Nation. Yeah, On Screen and Beyond Nation. Definitely. 
And a big shout out going out to the Cow Sills, Susan, Bob, and Paul, right here on On Screen and Beyond. I want to thank them so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it was just a thrill to have them on here. And it was so much fun having them. They just, you know, just... Just things were just great. So uh, it was always a, a pleasure to have guests like that, and we hope you enjoyed that. And uh, hope you'll tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. Tell about the cow seals being on here, or, uh, you know, uh, all the different people we've had over the past 17 years. And we've had over 665 guests here at On Screen and Beyond. Check them out at onscreenandbeyond.com or your favorite podcast provider. You can go and you can look through the lists and everything. But at onscreenandbeyond.com, you can go and you can look at the different uh, seasons we had each season and who was on. It'll have a picture of them. Uh, most of them were there. I, you know, I, <laughs> sometimes the, the pictures don't come out right and I got to go in and re- fix it and whatever. But, uh, We'll, you know, we'll get around to that. You know, it's just, just uh, so many things I got to do here to keep getting guests and everything else. If you have a suggestion for a guest, you can help me out uh, by sending it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love hearing from you. And uh, there's always things that are happening, and I hope that you will keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. And as we get closer to Christmas and uh, all of the different holidays that are coming up, uh, New Year's and everything else, we hope you have a great time with all your friends and family and anything. And uh, hope you'll come back on, uh, you know, uh, the new year and listen to more episodes of On Screen and Beyond. And during the break, uh, I'm not going on break next week, though. I have a show coming out next week. But after that, uh, you know, we, we are going to be having a short break here during the holidays and uh, so I can enjoy things. And then we'll uh, come back with some more episodes of On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you're going to keep listening. Tell a friend and keep listening to uh, every episode. And, you know, during that break, you can go back and listen to all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond. That would help us. And if you can uh, leave a uh, review uh, at, uh, you know, wherever you're getting your podcast, whether it be Spotify or Apple or, uh, you know, Google or any place you're getting them, uh, Amazon has them and iHeart and uh, all those other ones. So uh, Podbeam, I don't want to leave them out because there's so many listeners, you know, at different uh, places that are getting these. I, I, I just want to, you know, let everybody know that we that we know you're there, and uh, we appreciate you doing that. Uh, also, um, I, I wish I could name all the uh, countries and everything, and uh, but we just can't get around to that. Of course, there's just so many of them. But uh, that you know, we've had a lot of people in Australia. You guys are listening to On Screen to Be On. That's right. We <laughs> we know you're there, and also England. A lot of people up there and uh, every place else. So uh, we thank you so much for listening to On Screen and Beyond. Well, that's it. Uh, you got to get ready for another episode of On Screen and Beyond coming your way next week. So uh, hope you're ready for that. But uh, until then, enjoy the cow seals. Tell a friend. Get the word out. And that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.